Faith, Hope and Love, episode 210, the second Sunday of Lent, year A. The transfiguration of our Lord on the mountain is another powerful affirmation that the Messiah, God's Son, truly is intended to walk the path of suffering and give his life on the cross and by this means achieve glory and our salvation. It was so difficult for both disciples and opponents alike to get rid of their preconceived ideas that the Messiah would come in power and military victory and that God's approval would be shown by showering Jesus with earthly success, with spectacle and worldly power. Already our Lord had to correct Peter about the path of Calvary that he must take. Glory and affirmation would come through Jesus' faithful endurance of so much sacrificing love. This mountaintop experience is a powerful but brief confirmation that Jesus is on the right path, a very difficult path. This is Faith, Hope and Love. spoken seek his face it is your face o lord that i seek hide not your face from me in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen the lord be with you Welcome everyone, and may our Lord's care comfort us as we take this time to reflect upon the meaning of God's word for our everyday lives. Brothers and sisters, coming together as God's family, let's prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries by first calling to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. 
Lord, have mercy. Let us pray that God will nourish us. O God, who have commanded us to listen to your beloved Son, be pleased, we pray, to nourish us inwardly by your word, that with spiritual sight made pure, we may rejoice to behold your glory. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Genesis, chapter 12, verses 1 to 4. The Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went as the Lord had told him. The Word of the Lord Lord, let your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you. For the word of the Lord is faithful, and all his works to be trusted. The Lord loves justice and right, and fills the earth with his love. The Lord looks on those who revere him, on those who hope in his love, to rescue their souls from death, to keep them alive in famine. Our soul is waiting for the Lord. The Lord is our help and our shield. May your love be upon us, O Lord, as we place all our hope in you. Lord, let your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to Timothy. Chapter 1, verses 8 to 10. Brothers and sisters, join with me in suffering for the gospel, relying on the power of God who saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. This grace was given to us in Christ Jesus before the ages began but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Saviour Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. The Word of the Lord Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. From the bright cloud the Father's voice is heard. This is my Son, the Beloved. Listen to him. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew, 
Chapter 17, verses 1 to 9. Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three dwellings here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud a voice said, This is my Son, the Beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, Tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord In the Gospel we're told that Jesus shone like pure light and the aspect of his face was changed. In the Old Testament we hear of Moses' face shining with light after praying to God. In the case of Jesus, the transfiguration reveals what was the case all the time, that he shone with the glory that was his as God. But it wasn't always obvious. Jesus is truly God and truly human, and that his glory as God would be revealed again in and through his suffering, death, resurrection and ascension. In the case of Moses, his shining face was slightly different from our Lord's radiant face. Jesus' light comes from within, his own divine nature, whilst Moses' face is a reflected light. Moses is reflecting that glory which he experienced from God in his prayerful encounter in the presence of God and in his worship of God. The fact is, Jesus wasn't actually momentarily glorified. He was always glorious. He was always shining brightly as God's Son in every single moment of his life on earth. He was, at all times, utterly alive with the glory of being both fully God and fully human. However, for most of the time, people only perceived an ordinary-looking man, seemingly just like any other person who walked the same dusty roads like anyone else. The disciples only glimpsed his inner glory occasionally, but it was always there. Christ's glory didn't just come and go at different times of his life, even if it was more obvious at some high points than others. Christ shone with glory in everything he did and everything he said, in his priorities and teachings. He was glorious in the everyday and the ordinary, as well as the extraordinary. The three apostles' mountaintop glimpse of Christ's abiding glory teaches us to try and see and hear with the eyes of faith, the apostles were encouraged to keep looking for the glory of his truth even when they came back down from the mountaintop to the ordinary, the everyday, the drudgery, 
as well as the challenging and the awful moments of life. In this revelation of Christ, the Heavenly Father says, This is my Son. I am well pleased with Him. Listen to Him. This invites us to a deep new openness to see and hear the new and the different. Christ is inviting us to go much deeper to see what lies within. If we are to truly accept Jesus' glorification, we must also accept the advice that went along with it. We must do as he tells us to do and live as he taught us. One scripture commentator asks a very good question about what the disciples really saw on the mountaintop. They ask, was Jesus transformed or were the disciples' eyes opened? That is, on one special day, for a few precious seconds, they glimpsed fully and astoundingly the glorious truth about their friend and teacher Jesus. The truth that was always there to be seen, whether they saw it or not, whether they realised it or not. Even though the transfiguration of our Lord is a rather unique moment of revelation about the divine nature of Christ, We Christians, not unlike Moses, also shine with this light of Christ within us. We have received the light of Christ at our baptism. We are children of light. We carry the light of Christ to everyone we meet. We're called to shine that light of Christ for all to see, so that the people can in turn worship God who is the source of that light. We have seen, throughout the generations, people whose lives have been truly transfigured by God's love and grace. These are people we've known who truly shine with God's love and graciousness. People who certainly do seem to radiate God's love, God's forgiveness and compassion and kindness. Their faces almost literally shine. And it's not the glow of good health, or a good moisturiser for that matter. It's not the radiance of good fortune, or even the glow of youth. Many of these saints throughout history have shown that inner glow, a radiating love. I'm sure we've all met people like this. People who shine out with God's love, even though age, or extreme ill health, or misfortune are also part of their daily lives. It's nothing short of a miracle, and it's truly God's grace that shines out from them. Sadly, we've probably all come across people who do not radiate this light of Christ, this grace. And we pray that no matter what's happening in their lives, we can all start radiating that serenity and grace that is implanted in our hearts by our loving and faithful God. May this Lent enlighten all of us so that we, no matter what our situation, can radiate God's light and love to all. May the light of Christ expose all those dark and false areas of our lives, things that distract and misdirect us, things that lead us away from the light of God's love, lead us away from the self-forgetting service of Christ. After all, this is our calling, this is the gift God gives us, and this is our final destiny, to be with God in Jesus, who is light from light. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God, the Almighty Father, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, 
who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray for each other, for it is good for us to be here. That God's people may continue to listen to the voice of Jesus. Lord, hear us. That all people of the world may know they are called to be holy. Lord, hear us. That those who have left their homeland may find a welcome in our country. Lord, hear us. That those preparing for the sacraments of initiation may spend these days in closer union with the Lord. Lord, hear us. For all who are ill and those who care for them. Lord, hear us. That the dead may come to the mountain of God's glory forever, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. Accept our prayers, Lord, and may we one day see your glory. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. May this sacrifice, O Lord, we pray, cleanse us of our faults and sanctify your faithful in body and mind for the celebration of the Paschal festivities. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For after he had told the disciples of his coming death, on the holy mountain he manifested to them his glory, to show, even by the testimony of the law and the prophets, that the passion leads to the glory of the resurrection. And so with the powers of heaven we worship you constantly on earth, and before your majesty without end we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Let us pray. As we receive these glorious mysteries, we make thanksgiving to you, O Lord, for allowing us, while still on earth, to be partakers even now of the things of heaven. Through Christ our Lord, Amen. I'm very grateful to everyone for joining us for this special time of prayer and reflection. The Lord be with you. Let's bow our heads and pray for God's blessing. Bless your faithful, we pray, O Lord, with a blessing that endures forever, and keep them faithful to the gospel of your only begotten Son, so that they may always desire and at last attain that glory whose beauty he showed in his own body to the amazement of his apostles. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Open Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Reverend Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants from the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009 by the NCC USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Australia. Lenten Hymn, Have Mercy, inspired by Psalm 50. Music by Paul W. Kelly, arranged with additional lyrics and sung by Stephen Kelk, 2020. Production by K.E.R. May God bless and keep you.